0: This week on Nintendo Main, we talk about a whole bunch of Pokemon announcements, and we'll talk about our top five racing games that aren't Nintendo games.
1: Prepare to transform.
0: episode one two three it's the only time we'll have that episode
1: it's almost the opposite of a countdown
0: it is a countdown well one two three instead of three two one we could get to three two one if we try hard enough we'll get there too but yeah one two three 123 episodes crazy we've done a lot of these and uh we're your hosts i'm trey the indy 500 broke me johnson
1: and I'm Jeremy Danica patrick Mikowski.
0: Danica Patrick got in a wreck, Mikowski. That's true, she was, wrecked. was my fault. Welcome to our show about Nintendo and Nintendo-related things, Nintendo-made podcast. We're uh, missing a host this week. John is off fighting giant eels in uh, the world of Super Mario 64. He is. So, uh, so he has to fight those cra- those eels with those really fucked-up eyes that you've seen that have the stars trailing them. He's off stuck in some underground ship somewhere doing that.
1: He's, like, possibly dealing with parallel dimensions as well, I guess.
0: <laughs> possibly what wormholes or eel holes or something time holes time holes yeah so it's just us two but we got it but there's a lot to cover this week there's a lot of news that's been happening we bought a lot of games you know there's a lot of stuff coming out so we're gonna do that but let's start off how we normally do i guess and talk about the shit that we bought yeah. I think we both bought the same games from last week like, yeah uh we both got uh, curse of the moon the castlevania game uh Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, the uh, yep. extra ma- game by EGA and Inti Creates. It's a pretty cool game. I played through the first five levels of it. It's definitely not an easy game, but it reminds me a lot of Shovel Knight. So it's very much like a Shovel Knight mixed with old Castlevania games. You can't like level up, but you can find stuff that will make you stronger as you go through the game. I don't know if you found, like, there's, like, you can get health upgrades and you can get uh, weapon upgrades where you can carry more weapons at once. So that helps. And I guess you were telling me that... There, there's, I know there's four characters in there, but you're telling me that you can kill the characters when you get to them? I haven't tried doing that yet, but...
1: Nor, nor have I, but yeah, you can kill the characters. and It's sort of like in Shovel Knight when you destroy the midpoints to... Uh get more money yeah yeah, yeah. Like a, and make it a, harder a shit ton more uh gyms or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah in this case you you know you sacrifice having the extra life so to speak to just have a, a more souped up character main character
0: yeah i wanted to try doing that but i haven't done it yet but i made it i made it through the first five levels i made it to where like the map changes and you're like at the bottom of a castle so i think that might be the last part there might be like five more levels but i played after that like I, I mean the other night I was I was like drinking a little bit and I like tried playing it and I got my ass like destroyed like on that first level so I haven't really gone back to it ever since but I was having a lot of fun with it before it's definitely difficult and you got to play you got to play some of those bosses over and over again what I think is really cool though is there's like branching pathways in it and if you have all of your characters alive they all can do different things like the I don't know I don't know the names of the characters like I, I don't think they, I don't feel like they tell you in the game but I'm sure like in Wikipedia somewhere or something it tells you like who's who but the the female character that's basically Basically the Belmont, the one that has the whip. She can do a slide move that'll get you into like smaller areas. You know, we can slide under stuff. And there's been like a lot of secrets with that. Plus the old man guy that he has like a, he has like a fire shield that can help you to get to other stuff. So there's stuff like that, that you use. Plus, once you get the Alucard look-alike, he can turn into a bat and fly to places that you can't get to, which really helps when you get later in the game. When there's stuff, you know, where you have to like climb up to a certain thing, you just turn into him and just fly straight up, and it's way quicker than trying to do it the normal way. Like i I found him as being really really helpful, especially in that third level when you get to like the ship. He really helps there because then you don't have to worry about jumping. You just turn into a fucking bat and fly through it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I've made it to. I fought a dragon, like a two-headed dragon, and then uh oh yeah the ground the ground fell away and then i got trapped and i'm actually just paused on that spot but i failed my first time fighting Mm -hmm. the two-headed dragon is Uh,
0: that after the ship then or before no that might be before the ship
1: I think it's before the ship, yeah. so I've I think I'm either on the fourth or the fifth level because I have all four of the characters now.
0: Oh, well, if you have all four of the characters, then you're then it, it's got to be the fifth. The ship has to be the fifth because you use a because I use the Alucard guy for it, and you wouldn't have you're, him. You in know the what? You're level. right.
1: It is the ship because it's like uh, there's like big chasms and stuff that I have to use to fly over.
0: Yeah, there's like a it, it's like raining and there's like a lot of masts and like a, and like sails and all that. And the boss is pretty interesting. It took me a while to figure out how to him but yeah the ship is the last part that i got and then after that you get into the castle but yeah it's really cool if you like old castlevania games it's totally worth it. it's only it's only ten dollars so only 9.99 i guess this was a tier that they got to in the uh, uh
1: the kickstarter
0: yeah it was a tier they got to in the Kickstarter and uh, it was something they weren't even going to do but they got raised enough money. They're like, oh hey, we'll do this other one quicker. And it's like a companion piece to the main game. I guess it's like a prequel is what I heard. So whatever the Bloodstained one, the, the big one that they're doing is like a sequel to this. But it's really nice. It's a cool game to come out of nowhere and it's really impressive. And I, it's on, it's like on my list of top games for this year already. I think I liked it a lot. I was really impressed. I can't wait to play I'm more happy, of it. I'm happy,
1: yeah. So I got this for 95 cents and I, I, I wanted to make. Make sure to mention that
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh i finally used my gold points yeah my gold coins from uh nintendo because times have been tight in the Mikowski household i think i mentioned that last week but yeah uh, yeah 95 cents to to play this awesome game that i've already spent a decent amount of time with mm-hmm. and it's it's fun and it's stylish and it looks really nice
0: yeah it's very uh it's not really it's not metroidvania at all it's just straight up castlevania old school but it's cool. I like it. I like the different pathways. That's nice, and I like that you can kill your guys if you want, so you could go through it and do it completely different so I'd, i'm really interested to see how that plays i should have tried it but i didn't but uh we also uh is there anything else you want to say about uh curse of the moon before we move on
1: no not much yeah no not really it, it, it looks great and i'm amazed at how fast they made it i think they only spent like six months on it
0: yeah that's what i heard like six or seven months something like that so yeah it, it looks really polished it plays really nicely i mean it plays like a castlevania game like there's knockback damage like if uh it, contrary to what brian altano said there is a knockback damage if somebody right runs so India, he was
1: he he was definitely playing on the uh Easy there's mode. two modes and he was playing on the beginner mode
0: yeah because i heard that i heard that on the ign podcast last week and i was like wait there's knockback damage i got killed a bunch of times from that like don't say there isn't he also said there are only five levels and that's not true either there's at least there's at least double that from what i've seen i mean there's at least six because i'm on level six and i haven't even beaten the game
1: so i think it's worth also worth mentioning it's pretty cool that uh the ign review was written by our boy jeremy Parrish, friend who, of the uh, show miss, with mr parrish yeah GFC, yeah
0: yeah, he uh he wrote the article, gave it an eight point two, so I didn't I didn't even know that he was writing for IGN still. I mean I know he did before, but hey, why not? You know? Freelance World. The podcast can't be all the, the money that he gets, right? Skip get yeah. money elsewhere. But yeah, I wonder if, uh, cause he normally writes reviews for like US Gamer too. I wonder if he just like sold that review to like a bunch of different places or maybe it doesn't work like that. Maybe it only has, maybe it's like an exclusive thing. He can only write it for one site. I don't know. But anyway, go read his review. It's good. I'm sure he liked it. I know he traveled to Japan to play it at Bit Summit, among other things. So it's pretty rad, but, uh, it's, it's cool. It's a good game. Get it. Um, but another game that I don't necessarily think you should get, but we got anyway, uh, <laughs> The Baobabs uh, mausoleum or something or other.
1: Yeah, that fucking game.
0: Yeah. I if you you can watch my video I made a video on YouTube of it you can watch me uh, rage quit on there if you really want to see see what's up with that it's like baobabs something
1: so I made it to I was what did, did I do the last did you make it did oh, you make I it oh I just to the, killed all the you, you killed the, the chef I went to the 3D mode and then I went to the house and then I got thrown in the basement
0: oh you beat the 3D mode
1: yeah and I got thrown into a basement and then I got stuck after that
0: how'd you beat the 3D mode because that's where I quit was you have to find all
1: four of the uh, go for things
0: no but i couldn't like the c- control is completely broken like i couldn't jump and get the shovel
1: oh yeah that part sucked so bad
0: yeah no that's the part i gave up on because it just it controls so awfully there's like no like every time i jump i get thrown into the water and i'm not even going towards the water so that, yeah, that sucked really bad I, i'm surprised you got the shuffle I just kind of lost patience. It took patience, a really then. long
1: time, and I was there was a little bit of yelling involved. I didn't record it, unfortunately, but
0: well, I recorded yeah, I was, it. You can watch pissed. me. <laughs> you can watch me play it. I get pretty pissed off. Okay, well, I
1: got. <laughs> no, I didn't get too far past that spot.
0: Uh, yeah, well, you got farther than I did. You have uh, more patience than I do. I kind of like got angry and just quit after that i even tried it again when i came by when i was at your house before we went to the race i even tried that part again and i just couldn't i just could not like even trying to take it super slow i still couldn't do it
1: the, the game definitely feels like it was made by a small team or maybe just one person but it does look cool and i understand the uh it's got that weird like trippy hotline miami thing going for it like mm. the the style's really strange and the story seems really dark
0: Yeah, the story's weird. Like you, at the beginning, you like meet this rat that's like, bring me something with with pepperoni on it and makes you think that you got to bring him a piece of pizza. And there's another guy that's like, bring me a beer. And then you end up like putting gasoline in a beer bottle and giving it to him and you end up killing the rat instead of giving it a pizza piece. So there's all sorts of weird stuff that happens like that in there. And there's a part where a guy, like, gives you a record to play that makes everybody dance. Like, that's pretty funny. I mean, this is early in the game. It's not really spoilers. Yeah. And the songs, it's called, like, Trixies or something. It's supposed to be, like, a play on the Pixies. But, yeah, it's a hipster band. Yeah, the, uh, um, the album that he gives you, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. The game. The game's weird. Um, uh, The 3D stuff does look really pretty. It just controls horribly. But I think it looks really cool. I mean, that was part of why I got it, was just seeing it in that video.
1: What's really creepy, like, it's already, like, creepy and unsettling, the, the art style, but... The way the 3D works, you know, it's it's got that, I guess, Mario 64 kind of thing where the sprite trees would rotate yeah. with you.
0: Yeah, they're all flat.
1: But in HD, with these really big objects that are close to you, it's a really almost unsettling thing, like seeing these giant trees, like... Turning to face you as you rotate around them.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I always thought that it was kind of creepy, like uh, Doom 64 and uh, Duke Nukem 64 do that too, where like everything rotates with you. And there's a part where you, uh, there's a part in Duke Nukem 64 where where there's a really dark room that has like uh, the Blues Brothers in there. I think I mentioned Mm -hmm. this before, and they're like a flat, you know, like a flat sprite. And it's really dark, but everywhere you turn, they look at you, and I always thought that part was pretty freaky, because they follow you around. But it's also, like, super dark, and it's kind of like, it's, like, supposed to be an Easter egg, but it looks weird, because it's like, why would you find this? And it just looks kind of like they're, I don't know, it's a strange part So of the is game. it, like,
1: a, a photo of a poster, or?
0: No, they're standing there. They're, like, actual, supposed to be people, but they're sprites. Oh. So they, like, move when you move around them. You know, it's always thought that part was creepy. I'd have to find it again and see what it's like. I haven't played that game in a while, but I do still have it but it was weird is it though i think we talked about this before but the duke nukem 64 was changed because they took out all the sex stuff but they ended up making it kind of more disturbing because there's like restaurants that serve human meat and stuff in there that wasn't in the regular game and you know nintendo make make everything violent but not sexy you know they took the strippers out and replaced it with with like a human meat <laughs> with like with like hamburger places that were serving human meat and it's like okay that's way weirder replace sex with cannibalism but that's their thing but yeah that's that's baobab mausoleum it's only like five dollars and i guess it's episode one it's kind of i mean i was having an okay time with it until i got to the 3d part that i just couldn't play and i, I understand if it's made by one guy i just really wish that he would have had a somebody test it like have his buddy play it and be like hey man this part's completely broken and maybe he's like i don't it's know got what a to like do.
1: yeah it's got a really old school like flash game feel to it mm-hmm. even though it's a fully 3d game like well parts it doesn't really adhere to like conventions so like you were saying earlier it like creates a pretense and then just like doesn't even go through with it and like i don't know kind of has that like just thrown together feel in that regard like yeah well i didn't want to animate like finding a pizza slice so how about i just kill a guy (laughs) yeah but maybe that's not the case at all maybe he wanted to give you that impression you know it's the old switcheroo
0: yeah i think it's supposed to like yeah i think it's supposed to like completely like not be what you expect like all the outcomes which makes sense and like that that guy that you give the beer the beer bottle filled with gasoline and then you take his car and drive it like two feet And that's like, what? It's like, okay. And then you walk behind it. It's like, you could have probably taken the truck and ran over that guy who was blocking the road. And there's like a random like cat's head that you find like a severed head did you find that it's just like there but it doesn't say anything yeah I, i looked around a lot before i figured out how to to put the gasoline in the beer bottle so i found a severed head and there's like another guy there's a cop who's like blocking the road did you find him like in the next part yeah well i mean you could just take the truck and try to like run through that i don't know this guy's supposed to be like an fbi agent you know the the weird uh and he looks like an eggplant i guess he's like purple it's a mm-hmm. it's a bizarre game. I mean, if you're looking to try something weird and don't mind throwing five dollars into something that might like completely annoy you, I guess go for it. But I really don't totally recommend it. I guess it's hard to say because it's just such a bizarre game that it's like I don't know. But it I did. Might,
1: it might be worth the price of admission to at least try the first mm-hmm. one out. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are so supposed I, to be, I, I think I could, I could healthily recommend this first one mm-hmm. for five bucks. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't buy any more though.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, apparently the uh, episode two is on steam as of right now and three is close to being done. So I don't know how many they're going to do, but that's what's going on. Hopefully they fixed the, the 3d part. Cause I thought the 3d part looked really, really cool. And then I got really, uh, you know, really disappointed once I got to it. To be honest, like, that, that yeah.
1: part with the shovel, I was stuck there for quite a while.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: And I kept just kind of floating off the edge into the water and I'd be like, "Why? I didn't even jump to the left."
0: No, you don't. I just,
1: I just jumped straight and then I drifted to the left really fast.
0: Yep, that's that's what it does. And it's really annoying cuz you don't even you didn't even go there. You went to you went to the left in no way. You just tried to go straight. And then you try to do it like really slowly and then still you just fall off. And it's like, "Why? I didn't I just don't understand. Or you can't
1: jump forward; you can only jump straight up when you try to go slow. Like yeah, you don't move forward.
0: Yeah, and then you got to like run farther, and then you get thrown into the water. It's a it's a pain in the ass. So if you really like being tortured, then maybe. Well, you should I don't,
1: get it. I'm not ruining too much for you, but you end up getting a shotgun and you fucking kill that golden flamingo with a shotgun. So this game's weird.
0: Oh, I didn't yeah, I didn't even see the golden flamingo. Why did I
1: why did I have to shoot a golden flamingo with a shotgun?
0: Because it was just standing there. <laughs> because reasons. Well, I had
1: I had to give it to a guy so that he would move out of the way so I could go into his house. Then I went to his house and his uh wife got mad at me for getting into her refrigerator so she tried to kill
0: me and threw me in the basement. Okay. <laughs> Sounds, sounds about right. sounds like something that would happen. Yeah. Baobab's Mausoleum. Check it out. It's a weird, weird ass game. There's another game that we both got this week that kind of came out of nowhere and I didn't even know about. Uh, Pokemon Quest came out today. Yeah. Or maybe it came out yesterday. I don't know. I just, I I saw that some of my friends on the Switch were playing it and I was like, oh, that's out. And I checked it out and it's completely free. I played it for an hour. You can check it out on YouTube. But uh, it's pretty fun for what it was. I Actually enjoyed it. But um, I haven't seen any sign of microtransactions or anything in there.
1: It feels like a mobile game.
0: That's I mean, what it, It's <laughs> definitely a mobile game. That's just what I was gonna say. <laughs> that it totally feels like a mobile game. But uh, and, and I actually was under the impression that it was gonna be on that. That that it's gonna be for the Switch and mobile. But I looked on my I looked on my uh iPhone and I couldn't find it anywhere. So Same may- here
1: I looked for it on Android.
0: Yeah, maybe it's like a delayed release. Or maybe it's not coming out. I thought I had read somewhere that it was both, but maybe not. But, yeah, it's a totally available. You're, like, in this... And in, in the the Pokemon are super boxy. They look, they look really, like, pixelated, sort of. It's, like, kind of crafting, but not really... Like, you basically just cook food and stuff to, like, attract... It's
1: got, a, it's got a bit of a Minecraft feel to it in a very basic way.
0: I guess. I mean, you don't break anything down. I mean, I guess from defeating... I mean I don't know I didn't really feel much My- Minecraft from it aside from like the graphics visually. Yeah, cuz you don't really you're not like collecting like pieces of dirt or whatever to build a new house and or like building swords or whatever. But you do but fight You
1: do have to do cooking recipes.
0: Yeah, well you fight other pokemon and you and you get like apples and mushrooms or whatever and you make like some sort of stew or whatever that will attract will attract more pokemon to your site and that's how you get more pokemon to use on later stuff. I've gotten like an Onyx and like a Vulpix and like a Zubat and some other cool stuff like that. And you get to the point where you can, where you find specific things to attract sp- specific types. Like I have like a, a poison attract type and like a bug attract type. I wasn't able to do like, you know, fire or water or whatever, but you get to start with like the main, like, I think you get to pick like Eevee. Pikachu, uh, Squirtle, Charmander, or uh, Bulbasaur. Yeah. Who did you go to go to at the beginning? Squirtle. Yeah, me too. I did Squirtle also. Which, I don't know why. I was just like, ah, eh, Squirtle, he's cool.
1: He just looked the coolest out of it all of the models.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I like Squirtle. I like Squirtle and the Squirtle squad. So, I, I, went, I went for him. But yeah, no, I was having fun with it. I mean, I'll definitely play it some more, especially since it doesn't cost anything. And it's a... Uh, and and there's like you find upgrades that you can add to your guys to give yourself like more life or like make yourself hit harder and all that and and I guess you can use you can use some of the Pokemon that you have to train to like give yourself new moves and stuff but whoever you train with dies like they disappear after that like it said so i didn't try the training because it's like whoever you train with they won't they'll go away and they won't be back so i didn't want to lose any of my pokemon so i haven't done that yet but
1: so you're kind of like sacrificing old pokemon to give new moves to other pokemon
0: that's what it sounded like cuz there's like a training mode huh. and it's like choose a pokemon to use like to be your spar buddy or whatever but it's like you won't get that. They're like you'll you lose you'll lose this one. You won't get it back. So be careful who you pick. So I didn't pick anybody because I was fairly early in the game. But I played through the first two full level sets and I did all the bosses of, of both of those. So so you know I played it in an hour and it's something I'll return to. I've, I was having fun with it. So and
1: I know you spent it, zero dollars on it,
0: and I spent absolutely nothing on it. So it was uh it was just kind of a nice surprise. Like I didn't expect it to be out now, and I didn't expect it to be like completely free. Did you watch the Pokemon thing? Okay, the, so.
1: Well, first, I was going to give my impressions of the game. Um, I, I only played through the first set of levels, and uh, I think that... I don't know if you played it with the controller, or did you use the touchscreen?
0: I played it with the controller, but I could see how it could be a little bit easier with the touchscreen. Did you play it handheld? I think
1: next time I play it, I'm going to play it in handheld mode with the touchscreen. Yeah. see if the experience feels a little better. Because it does seem like you dynamically are choosing the actions of the, the Pokemon depending on where they are proximity to the enemy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to do that. But, yeah, so instead of watching the uh, – I haven't watched the actual video of the presentation, but there was a thread on Reddit about it, on the Nintendo Switch subreddit, mm-hmm. and there was a guy uh, live-tweeting the event that was there at the event. So I just followed him on Twitter oh, okay. and was getting like a play-by-play from him.
0: Okay. Well, we'll talk about that more in our in our news part. I just was curious if you had watched the, cause I, I wasn't able to. I was working. I didn't, I didn't able to check any of it out. But we'll go into further detail in our, in our second part here. But yeah, that's a nice little, uh, I was just curious if they were like, oh, hey, it's available now, like during their presentation or whatever. But yeah, no, it's out there. It's completely free. You can play it. Did you, were you looking for it on your phone because you'd rather play it on your phone? Is that what you were looking for? It, or well, you just I, curious?
1: I saw someone on NVC had posted screenshots of playing it. And my initial thought was, It can't be on the Switch because I had just been on the Switch eShop and hadn't seen it. So I looked on Android for it. So Mm -hmm. I think it must have gotten added today at some point.
0: Yeah, I just saw somebody was playing it and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know that was out. And then I tried it and ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I would because I know people were comparing it to like Pokemon Rumble and I didn't really like those games. So I thought it'd be different, but... When we'll talk, we'll get into more Pokemon stuff in our new segment. We just got, we got some more games to talk about. It's just like this. super,
1: super RPG light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, it's free and it's a nice little time passer. You know, if you kind of want to play something that's not super, super hardcore. So there's a couple other games that I got this week. Actually, um, this is like our own news. We went to, uh, the Indy 500. We sure did. The, and, and, you know, which completely broke me, as I said, in my, uh, middle name. So it took me a bit to, uh, finish, uh, the Honey Darling show and, uh, do get back to doing uh youtube videos and all that but yeah we did uh, we did that and we're gonna do racing stuff inspired by that and, and since we went to indy 500 i w- I, re- I remember that there was an indy 500 game for the wii came out way back when and i always wanted to play it and i found it on ebay for five dollars so i ordered it it's not here yet but i'll be really interested to play it it's indy 500 legends and being a kid growing up going to the indy 500 and being a video game fan i always kind of wish that there was a the Indy 500 game, I think the closest thing I had was uh, the F1 pole position game on Game Boy. You know, the, the one that had like the four player.
1: Oh, wow, that's that, old.
0: Yeah, that was like the only game I had that was like an F1 racer thing, you know. So that was the closest that I got. And I always wanted to play, uh, you know, Indy 500 stuff. And now I can. So next week, I'll let you know what the, what, what uh, happens with that, with that game. Surely but...
1: there's got to be more Indy 500 games out there.
0: I mean there there's a PC one I think. I remember seeing an advertisement for it in the in the program but but so they haven't done
1: anything on the PS4 or the PS3 I, or anything.
0: Mm, I don't know. Nothing I know of. It's like such it's like such a niche uh, racing thing it seems like that maybe it doesn't really I mean there's like NASCAR games but I don't even think those sell that well even. I don't know. Maybe it's just not really a good crossover. Like maybe not a whole lot of indie people are into games. Who knows?
1: There sure know. were a lot of people at the
0: race. Well, that's sure. Yeah, there were like five hundred thousand something like that. Is what one guy was saying. But uh, you bought a racing game too this week. We did.
1: Which will t- I guess we're gonna talk about a little bit in the latter half of the show. But uh, yeah, yeah, I bought Sonic All Star and All Stars Racing Transformed, which I kind of briefly spoke with you about purchasing, and then I looked on the eShop and it, it, you can you can get it through the eShop for thirty bucks on the Wii U. Mm. right now so if you want to play it right now and you have a wii u go go get it it's 30 uh, yeah i opted to go and see if it was at disc replay and luckily they had one copy of it so i bought it for uh 16.99 yeah that's a good price i've played like six hours or seven hours of it
0: yeah i mentioned it uh when i was leaving your place after the race because i was like hey uh we were talking about Dana, Dana being a character in that game, that there's like a cartoon version of her. And she yeah. kind of like really sticks out like a sore thumb in the game, like compared to all the Sega people. But at the same time, it's kind of, it's kind of great that she's in there. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like I remember buying it just because I heard it was good. And I bought it when it came out, like when the Wii was, was new, when the Wii U was new. Because I had bought the Wii one also. I bought the regular Sega, Sega, uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars racing just the regular one which that one's good too you can get that for like probably 10 bucks on ebay if you ever get tired of playing the wii u one you should definitely try the wii one as well i think that one's also great but it's good because it kind of like you know just borrowed a lot of stuff from mario kart and just kind of ran with it you know which which instead of trying to make its own thing and not make it as well but on you know it's a news thing but on that same subject uh Sonic Team Racing got announced today. That's supposed to come out in the winter, and it's coming out for Switch, so they are doing some sort of sequel to it. I wish that it was a Sonic and Sega All-Star Racers 3, or whatever, you know, but it says Sonic Team Racing, so it may not be all the rest of the Sega guys, but I wish that it was. But we do, you know, but the the design of the cars that I saw from the teaser trailer do look a lot like the cars from Transformed, so... You know, we're hoping. I'm hoping for it to be similar to that. But it's it's fun though, right? It's a good game. I like it, man.
1: I like it a lot. Uh, Seventeen bucks. So you know, I bought it yesterday, and I've already put at least you know six to eight hours into it. So mm-hmm. it's meeting my uh, my standards for a dollar an hour.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's fun. Like we played we played online. There'll be a video up by the time this uh, this uh, podcast episode mode is up. The still
1: works, even though the game is six years old.
0: Yeah, you can watch us play online, just with both of us and computer players. But still, we we're able to use online, which is crazy. Yeah, that Sega's keeping it up. I know. Well, I mean, the Nintendo online's still working, but whoever's doing this, the Sonic Sega All Stars, they kept that going. So, well, I
1: like, I wanted to take a screenshot when I unlocked Danica, and I couldn't because the Miiverse is gone. Yeah. That was the first time that I really felt like the weight of meverse being gone since they took it away.
0: Well, because you can take screenshots so easy with the Switch and you were probably like, where's the screenshot button? Oh, it's not there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Wii U. That would be a good game to re-release, I guess. You could re-release that as long as you don't do the Nintendo route and re-release it at $60. I mean, I would buy it again for like 20 or maybe even 30 you know, if it had like some updated online or new characters or something. I would probably, if there was a funky mode on there or the equivalent of funky in Sega World. But yeah, that's funky. That's, that's a fun game. But uh, speaking of fun games, well, maybe not fun, but hard games, uh, Ikaruga came out yesterday or came out on the 29th, a GameCube game that iGen was frothing about. <laughs> it, it, was on, it was on the front cover of it. But uh, yeah, Ikaruga, a treasure game, a vertical shooter where you basically can switch from white to black on, on a ship. And you can eat either black pellets or white pellets and shoot them back at the guys, depending on how many you have. And that's basically what it is. And the game gets incredibly intense and really, really hard. Uh, I just played it today for the first time. And I died fairly quickly in the second chapter. And then I went into the options to turn on, to turn up the lives. And I realized that there's a, that there's a free play mode on there. So I just kind of ran through the whole game. And so that was cool. I mean, I went through the whole thing in like a half hour, but it's hard. It's really, really hard. Like, uh, I wouldn't have been able to get through it if I didn't have infinite lives because there's a lot of parts where it's just like, how do you do that? You know, you have to be really precise, like going in between the bullets and all that stuff. And it's when, thankfully, it didn't have a a free play mode on it when I bought it, because I think I bought it for full price or close to full price for gamecube when it came out and i just would play it over and over again and see like how much farther i could get and i never made it that far like i never made it all the way through the game it's way too hard but at least i got my my 50 dollars worth or whatever because i kept playing it over and over and over again and trying to get farther and farther you know until i realized that it was just too hard and gave up on it but yeah it's cool it's only 15 you know it's a lot cheaper than trying to get the gamecube game that's for sure i think that game's still going for like 60 which we've talked about before but i remember
1: yeah. I, fr- I had a friend uh this is way back in the day. Like The game had been out for a, a hot second, but it, it was probably like 2010 or 2011. No, it was before that. It was probably like 2009. I had a friend who had downloaded it for downloaded the demo on Xbox cuz you could get a free demo of it on the
0: 360. Oh, Nicaruga? Yeah, it was really Well, it was originally a Dreamcast game. We talked about this before. But yeah, Dreamcast anyway, and so GameCube he and he, had, he made a
1: bet. He was like $100 bet with his friend that well, first off, I think he made the friend buy the actual game for him, but that he would beat it by the end of the summer. And did he? No.
0: <laughs> I was going to say uh he had to give a 100 f- bucks to his friend. I'll say it's pretty fucking hard, man. But at least he got sure the he game for it. free. Yeah, but I mean yeah, it's hard. But he yeah.
1: didn't get it for free. He got it for you know ninety eight bucks or whatever the difference in cost was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy. But it's
1: de- it's literally the definition of bullet hell. This is like a bullet yeah. hell game.
0: Yeah. And uh, apparently the game, it's possible to beat the game without shooting anybody. You can just go through and just eat and just eat bullets or bullet eater as they call it. Wow. You can go through the whole game without firing a single bullet, and you just I didn't know that. It, well, I mean you can because you don't have to because guys will eventually go away. You just have to you just have to dodge them a bunch like dodge their actual bodies and, and flip from black to white to, to absorb all the bullets. But you can do the bullet eater mode where you don't <laughs> you don't shoot at all, which I can never do that. But it is possible to do if you are so inclined. But so it's this cool.
1: being one of those games that would would make sense to play in the vertical mode, do you lose like it, it would be nice to play it in vertical mode, but then you can't you won't see all the detail on the smaller screen. Of all the little tiny bullets.
0: Yeah. Well, and also I noticed that when I was playing it on the TV, the font is fucking ridiculously small. Like it was like Xenoblade Chronicles X small. Oh, no. So I was like, what? Like when I turned on the game, I was like, oh, super tiny menus. Cool. But it doesn't really matter because it's not about the font. It's about the game. And like playing the game, I could see all the bullets and all that. But I think if you, I don't know. I mean, I haven't tried playing it handheld. Maybe I'll try using the try one on it and make do it vertical and all that. But I really wish that the guy who we were talking about, the guy who wrote that review on Curse of Curse of the Moon, Jeremy Parrish, would get that... Uh vertical g- grip thing out by now apparently he's working on that with some other people I, yeah. I added him on twitter and he never responded to it but maybe it's not done yet but yeah it'd be really cool to be able to play it like with it actually the joy comes on the side but yeah i got that game i played through it uh i also got a game that's more expensive but just as cool i think i well if not cooler I got the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, which has 12 games on it, even though a lot of them are, simi- are similar to each other. There's a, there's five different versions of Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 1 is on there, Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, and 3 are on there, and uh, Street Fighter 3, three versions of Street Fighter 3 are on there, so... Yeah. It's totally worth it. I mean, and there's online play, of course, for like Street Fighter Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, and... I think Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and there might be another one of version of Street Fighter 2 that you can do online. But yeah, there's a bunch of different online modes. I haven't even tried online yet. I've just been playing the regular thing and enjoying it. But it has some really cool stuff to it. Uh, there's different like uh, backgrounds that you can have on there. Uh, you can change up the game. Like you can put like uh, scanline filters and all that fun stuff on there. But one thing I was really that really impressed me about it is. Once you chain one change one thing on one game, it changes it on every game. Like I thought that was amazing. So like when I went I went to play Street Fighter One which is a terrible game, but I wanted to see what it was like Arcade Perfect, you know, because I've only played the Turbo Graphics version, the Fighting Street version, and I just wanted to play it, and I, like, went to rearrange all my buttons, and then I go to play another game and look at my buttons, and they're all rearranged. I'm like, what? So it's really cool. And same with display settings and all that changes through the different game. I think, like, a difficulty setting, you have to change individually for each game, but there's different stuff you can change for, like, how fast the turbo moves and, Mm -hmm. like... You can change, like, time, you know, how long the time goes and, like, round time, whatever. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to change, and there's a lot of games to play. If you really like Street Fighter, it's totally worth it. And it's really cool to have, like, arcade-perfect ports of these games, like, on the go, you know, handheld. Like, I played the—I had Street Fighter Alpha 3 for my Game Boy Advance, and I played the shit out of that game. But it wasn't—I mean, it was a little bit less because it was a Game Boy Advance game. It didn't look as good as the arcade did, but— this one looks phenomenal. It looks really good. Uh, it plays really well. I still hate—I hate the uh, control pad on the Pro controller, so that's kind of killing me. But I did buy that eight-bit dough thing. I'll have to like resync it back because I've been using it on my uh, Super Nintendo Classic. But but yeah, I do have that, so I'll have to get it back going. I'm gonna try to get—I want to get a uh, adapter. I'm gonna get like a USB adapter so I can use my arcade stick, my Tetsunoko arcade stick on there. But yeah, it's a really cool game. It's forty bucks, but you get twelve games out of it. I think it's worth it. I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. I immediately deleted ultra street fighter 2 after oh. i got it because well that's like an 8 gig game and i need more space and i was like i'm never gonna play this game because i have five different versions of street fighter 2 now i don't have the stupid yeah. hd one that i never played on that one but who needs that you know i didn't never like this hd mode on there really i prefer it regular but yeah it's cool uh street fighters out uh, that's uh what i that was one a big one for me plus there's like two more great games supposedly great games coming out tomorrow too it's been like a hell of a week for games. How yeah. of a week to be broke, too, right? <laughs> All right, man. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, Just Shapes and Beats comes out tomorrow, and um, West of Loathing comes out tomorrow and tomorrow, too, the stick figure game. So... I don't know if I'll get the uh, I don't know if I'll get shapes and beats or not. West of is only eleven bucks, so I might just get it just because it's so cheap. But yeah, shapes and shapes they both look great. Uh, uh shapes and beats was something I kinda really wanted to get. The the whole uh, rhythm side scroller or whatever it is, or rhythm rhythm yeah. blaster. It looks tough as fuck from what I saw of it, but we got that coming out and uh those are the big releases for the week. What would you what would be your pick of the week if you'd pick one for this week, Jeremy? Of out everything of that came games. out already,
1: yeah. or that's about to come out.
0: Every, about everything that came out this week, or that is coming out this week.
1: I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to say Curse of
0: the Moon. Cause... Yeah, well, that was last week. That's my pick of oh. last week.
1: <laughs> oh, pick of this week. week? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'd say Shapes and Beats. What What's the game called?
0: I think it's called Just Shapes and Beats.
1: Yeah, Just Shapes and Beats. That's the yeah. one I want to
0: play. Yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, I, my instant pick of the week would say it would be Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, but that's but that is kind of a, a re-release of older stuff. Even though it is a great package, and you can actually look at all the different sprites of all the characters and all there and stuff, and there's like documentaries on the on the games and whatnot that you can watch. But uh, but if you're going for like newer stuff, probably just Shapes and Beats. I don't know unless West of Loathing's really cool. I couldn't really tell what that game was about, but I might check it out tomorrow. But yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good week, and uh, there's also been a lot of news stuff. So you want to jump to that? Yeah all right here is the news. I promise you it's the news so yeah there's a. it's been a crazy news week there was uh there was that big pokemon event that happened tuesday night which i didn't watch it but you said you watched a live tweet feed of it
1: yeah so i uh i actually did retweet some things hoping maybe people would notice but i think everybody was just retweeting this guy anyway so let me go find
0: his name real quick I saw I saw some of your tweets but uh yeah the you said the Pokemon Minecraft one which we talked about earlier of course Okay yeah his name uh, is uh, Yuji Nakamura
1: and he works for uh, Bloomberg in oh, okay. Tokyo He's okay. their tech reporter so you know I saw on Reddit like follow this guy for the live tweet and he's the tech reporter in Tokyo for Bloomberg so I was like that seems pretty legit he's probably actually there and he was he was live tweeting it so I was actually uh, recording a video of me playing uh Sonic Racing, mm-hmm. trying to unlock Danica Patrick, and then I was like commenting on the Twitter as I was playing, like reading it out loud, and then retweeting it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. So yeah, um, so a couple things were announced. Uh, like I said, we already did Pokemon Quest, but uh, yeah, we ne- I never reported on it. It was leaked before. We never reported on it. We didn't report on it because I, for one, don't like to report on leaks because I don't think that's really news. But uh, we never talked about, uh, hey, you, whatever it's called, let's go, uh, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, right? Or hey, let's yeah, go, whatever let's the fuck with it's called. let's
1: get the hell called. out of here, Machop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit, we forgot. Charizard.
0: <laughs> let's let's get the fuck out of here, Concordor. Um <laughs> Have, you my... Mag-
1: <laughs> Have you seen my...
0: Magmar? Have you seen my Magmar? Have you seen my Trubbish? Is that the trash one? I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's called, like, uh, yeah, I already forgot. I already. That's
1: been, a, that's been a Twitter meme of, like, extensions of, you know, because it's like, uh, yeah, let's go Pikachu.
0: Yeah, Pokemon, let's go Pikachu, and let's go Eevee is what it's called.
1: And then people are like, let's get out of here, Machop, and, you're like, they just kept, like, ex- expanding it. <laughs> so I was like, well, the natural progression would be, like, eventually you forgot your Pokemon. You left without them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get out of here Mag oh Magmar where are you? Oh no he's gone. He burned through the ground. We weren't paying attention. He just was standing one place for too long and he just like he's in the middle of the earth now. But yeah. yeah, uh Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. That's a real thing. Apparently it's uh it it looks it looks like all the other Pokemon games but it's not it's not as I'm still kind of like not fully sure exactly what it is. I mean, I guess there's some RPG turn-based battles in there. But you can't find Pokemon in the wild like you normally would. You have to like Throw a fake, throw a Pokeball, but you don't have to do that with the motion control. But you can. Uh, you only use one Joy-Con to control it, but you can use two co- JoyCons to have a friend play too, which where you can both battle at the same time or something. I don't know. I'm intrigued by it just because it's Pokemon on Switch and it looks cool and it looks kind of like a you know like a regular Pokemon game. But apparently, the actual sequel, to Pokemon, is coming out next year. That's like Gen eight or nine or whatever generation we're on now. That's the big one that's coming out next year. But this one's coming out. November 16th this year. And it's um, so,
1: yeah, it's so gimmicky.
0: And it's so weird. I and mean, there's even a Pokeball controller that you can get. That's like uh that's a ball with a little, um, it's like a Joy-Con, I guess. It's first. Uh, yeah, it's a Joy-Con. Yeah, one of the first like periphery uh, Joy-Con stuff, right? That they're additional or whatever.
1: Well, it's the first one. Yeah. Besides, besides the pro controller itself.
0: Well, besides like the colored ones, like this is actually one that's different. Yeah. Have you looked at all of it? It has to have buttons on the bottom of it, right? Because all I've really I've seen is it, seen it the just joy- shows the, the joystick on it. Yeah, but it has to have buttons because you do use buttons in the game. But yeah, it's a, it's a ball controller with, with a stick on it. And if you watch the video, like the trailer for it, it basically shows you can like put a Pokemon in there and you can take this ball with you. And the ball, like, talks to you, and it'll, like, HD rumble around like there's a Pokemon in there. It's, like, so weird. So you can take it on walks and stuff, I guess, and it'll, like, measure your whatever. It's like a Fitbit, and it can, like, tell you how long, how long you walked with your uh, Magmar or whatever you have in there, <laughs> you know?
1: Right. Well, and, it, yeah, it interfaces with your phone, too, so you can use it as the, um, like, that Pokemon bracelet thing they had for Pokemon Go. You can use the oh, can you? controller that way, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you can – I know that you can uh, – that you can take Pokemon that you have on Pokemon Go and put them on Let's Go yep. and vice versa. And you can take Pokemon from Let's Go and put it on so anybody that's Pokemon like Go. But I don't think you can... Stuck
1: I, to play in Pokemon Go, they're going to be happy.
0: Yeah, I think that one. I think that's the idea. It's supposed to be like an easier version of Pokemon to get all the Pokemon Go people to buy a Switch. You know, I mean, I'm interested in it enough to check it out. I'm sure we'll be seeing like a lot more, like in the E3, like on, uh, you know, the, I'm sure they'll be doing that with their treehouse day or whatever. I'm sure we'll see more stuff on the 12th. But yeah, that's what that is. It's a, the leaks were all true, but I guess to a point, because some of them said that it was going to be more like the regular Pokemon. But it looks, the, it looks the same as Pokemon Yellow, like the worlds do, and like the way everything's laid out. So, so you got that Mewtwo's going to be in there. Team Rocket's going to be in there. So, you get the classic 151 Pokemon and all that, the first, the first generation, which, you know, is, is my favorite generation, whatever. You can call me a Gen 1er or whatever. (laughs) But, uh, those, this is kind of the one that I spent the most time in, and that's the one where I felt like, and I do like a lot of the newer Pokemon. I just felt like those were kind of like the most creative, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee and like, uh, and like Wigglytuff, like, uh, like Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff and all that. I, I thought those were really cute, you know. Even though I do really like Chandler and Trubbish and all those later weird ones, but you know it's pretty. It's very. I guess it's nostalgic to to see like the original, the original generation and all that. But hey, you know I'm I'm into playing it. I just hope that there's some actual RPG stuff to it. I don't want to just go around and just throw balls at Pokemon and collect them and not actually get to do any fighting or whatever. So we'll kind of see how much depth is to it. But that's the big news for this week, I guess.
1: Yeah, Pokemon dropped a big, like, Pokemon log on everybody. Yeah, so they
0: they did the, uh...
1: Check out all this Pokemon shit.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of, there's some news that we didn't talk about last week that I guess we could have talked and stuff that we got at the beginning, but I don't want to forget about it. Uh, Resident Evil 7 Cloud, or Biohazard 7 Cloud, I guess, in Japan is available, and if you have a Japanese account, you can just get on and get it. And that's another thing that you don't have to pay for, thankfully, because it runs like ass. Uh, (laughs) Jeremy and I have both played it, and uh, actually, if you go to my Twitter, Nintendo underscore domain, I recorded a video of the opening cutscene just running as awful as it normally does, so you can watch that and get an idea out of it, but I did figure out how to turn it on to English, so it speaks in English in the cutscenes, and I think I got about as far as I got was when it shows the road, like it shows her talking and then the road, but it's weird because it doesn't really save, so it like I guess if you get to a save point, you might say, but it kept kicking me out and I'd have to start the whole game over again. But yeah, if you want to try out uh, this Pokemon, or not Pokemon, you want to try out Biohazard 7 Cloud, uh, you can. It's just, uh, thankfully, they didn't charge anything for it. But yeah, yeah what a weird not, game. It,
1: it, it uh, I tried it twice and it froze the exact same spot yeah. both times. So that's my, why I gave up. Cause uh, my, I yeah. Proof was in the pudding. It wasn't going to work.
0: Yeah, mine kind of froze in different spots, and I wanted to try. I have the uh, I have like the um SD or uh, I have the USB adapter that I use for the Wii, where it's like Ethernet to USB adapter, and it works on the switch. So I was gonna try to like plug it directly into the modem and see if that helps at all. But it's kind of like it reminds me of like PlayStation Now, or like if you ever go to those those hotels where you have like the video game systems in there that stream, and they don't work well ever, you know. Mm. It's kind of like that. I don't really understand the uh, whole streaming thing because it seems to always suck every time I play it. I can only imagine like trying to actually play it, but it looks fine. You know, his girlfriend looks like completely like a, a uncanny, uncanny Valley person. You know, you can see that. Like that's the way it looked in the regular game, I guess. That opening scene, like she looks probably as frightening as the zombies do. Just the way. Oh you
1: right, then imagine that in VR.
0: Yeah right. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's great in VR, but. It was definitely like reminded me of like the weird ass puppets from like uh Dark Crystal or like a uh, yeah just all that like you're saying uncanny uh, or like you've said before uncanny valley like weird ass uh, there's a there's a term for that for being afraid of things that are supposed to be human but don't look but weirdly look not human I have a fear of that I guess because things like that weird me yeah. out <laughs> even though I thought the characters looked fine in Xenoblade Chronicles your brain, X your
1: brain pays attention to a lot more details than you realize so yeah. It's just, when a facial when a facial model is not moving correctly, your brain immediately is like, "Uh, something's up. wrong yeah.
0: here." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that just looking at that, I'm like, "Oh, this looks really weird." But yeah, that's uh, that's available. You can check it out, um, if you want to. It's free. You can do it if you have a Japanese account. Just go for it. Um, I don't necessarily recommend it, but I'll try it again and see if I can get it to work. It's a cool idea. I just wish it actually worked. But I'll like say, I said, it's free,
1: so try it if you want. Yeah, but free. You'll go for it. Not even make it through the cinematic.
0: Yeah, and I didn't either. I mean, I'd like to get to a part where I actually moved around to see what that would do, but nope, didn't do it. But uh, speaking of cool games that you can move around in, sort of, uh, they're, they're doing a, the remake of Killer 7. Killer 7 is getting a remake on Steam as of right now. There's no announcement for uh, consoles, but it'd really be dumb if it's not coming to the Switch. That's a game that I would really, really love to see in the Switch because I love that game. It's an awesome game. You should definitely check it out. Uh, we talked about Team Sonic already. Team Sonic Racing got, got announced. It's coming out in the winter. Mega Man 11 has a has a release date, comes out October 2nd. So, you get that to look forward to. Lego there's a new Lego game, Lego DC Super Villains coming out uh October 16th. I don't know if I'm going to get into that or not, but that's coming out. The uh, tennis demo did come out sort of the ten- the Mario Tennis Aces, except you can't play it yet. Do you know what's up with that? Are we going to be able to play that this weekend? I thought you said yeah, earlier I thought, that I you thought it was, maybe it was
1: uh, June 1st is when you could start playing the tournaments.
0: Okay. Well if if it is, we'll have to play some stuff on Friday and post it. But I'd really like to play that game. You know, it looks it uh, looks cool and I'd like to play the demo. I was really excited when the demo came up on Thursday because I'm like, Oh cool, I'll play this when I play like Baobab and all that other stuff and it didn't work. So it was it was a bummer. But yeah, we got that around the corner, hopefully. So we can get into that soon.
1: And I don't think um, we mentioned did we mention the uh Sushi Striker demo?
0: Oh, no, yeah. Sushi Striker demo is out now, too. We didn't mention it last week, but we did play it. Uh, that's another video on YouTube that you can check out. But, yeah, we we played through the opening part. What is there, like six or seven levels on there, I think? Would you say yeah. that we played through before it stopped you? It's got uh, high production values, like some uh, very well-animated uh, anime stuff. Um, it kind of The way the story works, it kind of reminds me a lot of Puyo Tetris, where it's like, you know, there's a map, and you go to one thing, and somebody's like, blah, 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 there's a problem, and then you do a puzzle. And then you go to the next thing and it's blah, blah, blah. And there's another thing you do a puzzle. It reminds me of the structure of the story mode of Puyo Tetris. I don't know if it's, it seems like asking for 50, I guess, is kind of a lot for a game like that. But it it does, I mean, you can tell they put a lot of time into it. I'm not really convinced whether the, onto whether the puzzle mechanic like works or not. I feel like stuff like that, you kind of have to, it has to get into the harder levels to where you can really like feel the goodness of it. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of how I feel with puzzle games. That's why I had a hard time getting into um, the, the whatever, the break dancing game, the break kids or whatever it's called, floor yeah. kids. I had a hard time getting into that because that game was never hard. Like, you could never lose, so I never really found, like, I couldn't really figure out how to play it, so I didn't couldn't really get into it. You know what yeah, I mean? I like, kind
1: of quit playing that, too.
0: But I feel like that's how any good rhythm game or any good, like, puzzle game works is when you get into the challenging stuff and you understand the way it works. And you're actually able to do it. That's where the fun comes from for me, you know, but yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. It's kind of weird. You know, you like uh, go, it it reminds me a lot of conveyor belt sushi, which we've done a lot, which Jess and I have done a lot of times. Where you like, you know, buy the different sushi and different colored plates and they cut the, count the plates at the end and you get, you pay an amount of money depending on what colors. Because this one you can only select the same colors at the same time and then you stack plates and then you shoot the plate at the other guy and that's how you win, I guess. And there's like, you get extra sushi, whatever they call them. There, there's like, um, there, there's like some extra sushi stuff going on in there where, uh, what, what do you, what do you call them? Sushi sprites? Yeah, you get sushi sprites yeah. that give you like new, new abilities whenever you get them so like there's one guy that helped that like turns all of your plates into uh the same color plate and then you can grab a bunch and attack in that way and there's another guy that like slows them down something like that i don't know i thought it was an okay demo but i'm not fully convinced on the game how about you
1: i'm not fully convinced at that price i do think it's fun though and i think i would be i would have liked to have kept playing like it it ended on a the note of like i want to keep playing oh shit i can't keep playing and i was disappointed yeah, that's a good sign with the demo.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I definitely would have played more if it was if it was possible, but it wasn't. But uh, is there any is there any news that I forgot? I'm sure there'll be something that I'll remember when I'm editing. But I think that's that's all I have notes for as of right now. Yeah,
1: um, just like the demos we we talked about the demos. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: it it is confirmed. I did look it up. It is uh, sorry, 9 p.m. Eastern on friday so what time would
0: that be for us what is oh 9 p.m 9 p.m eastern that's eight that's eight o'clock on cool friday.
1: yeah starting friday night until i think sometime sunday we can play okay mario tennis
0: yeah so we'll play we'll probably play it like two like we normally do like one or two in the morning so th- okay. yeah that'll be fun I, I can't wait to play tennis I, i'm excited about 10 eight tennis aces i think it looks like a cool game
1: it says you get to play uh you know, online tournaments against people, and you can unlock extra characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you can play. Uh, you can still play one on one against the computer if you want to play that way.
0: Oh, okay. So you can do some like practice and whatnot. Yeah. Can we do? Can we do like doubles, like online doubles or something? That like I'm that? not sure of. Where you can meet up with your friend and like play cooperatively.
1: Right, and I'm not sure about all those details, but. Yeah, I've got it pre-downloaded on my Switch just so mm-hmm. it's ready to go.
0: Yeah. Well, I may mean, I have the demo, whatever's downloaded on there, whenever it's available to use. We'll use it. Cool. Well, do you want to take a break and then we'll talk racing games? Let's do it. One box to in. Messed up and fractured. up these uppercuts, they may need to capture. Made the best fight to win and win
2: again. Battle to the top until his life ends. But if his life ends and he starts to decay, made one of his street soldiers offend me. See you talking to the game, couldn't be talking to me. I got enough to beat and more soldiers to bury. You know we just clicked in and made you realize this game is twice as hard. You see that with your own eyes. You're on the way to choose your type of life, cause you gotta. I tell you from now, fight over beat the hotter. I don't think you want this one. Just practice. It's Challenge me when you're ready with your tactics. High punch and spin kicks, watch your back split. I see you in the air when I make you back flip Select and make your first pick. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Choose and pick the best one. Five, four, three, two, one. So uh 5, 4, 3, 2, one Select
0: and make your first pick. So Jeremy and I, we were at the Indy 500 the, a couple days ago, like we said, on the 27th Memorial Day weekend. And we kind of thought about it before we went. Uh, there's actually a pretty awesome video on there that Jeremy edited with some, uh, with a soundtrack that you can watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And, uh, John came back from fighting the eels in, in Super Mario 64. He's here now for our yes, topic of John the show. Late to the party hitter. Yeah. John, late to the party. He's here. He, uh, we, we caught him. We pulled him out of the water and he's okay. Those giant eels with the, with the stars in their tails have not, have not killed him. So he's good. Yep. But, but yeah. So we, I survived. we so we were talking about, since we were going to a race, we were like, oh, we should do some sort of racing episode. So since we were, we, you know, we we're in the 500, I was like, I wanted, I wanted to think of some games that maybe had like some cars in there, like something. I didn't want to do like a top five racers because that's going to be all Nintendo games. It'll be mostly like Mario Kart and stuff like that. So right. I was like, why don't we do a top five racing games, like non-Nintendo racing games? But are still on Nintendo games, of course, because we're a Nintendo show. But uh, so I came up with a list. Uh, I can just go through my list and you guys can add to it. I don't know if you had a full five list, a uh, top five, but that's fine if you don't.
1: I've got, got a couple just... additions to your list, but not a full top five.
0: Sure. And, uh, you know, there's, and John has some extra and stuff like that. Let's just, uh, I guess I'll just go and do my five. And then if you guys think of a five after that, you can do one or you can just do, just add stuff to it. And that's what we'll do. And I'm going to play, I'm, I'm going to like play parts of it and see if you can guess it, I guess. Well, while we do it here. So here's uh, starting off with number five. This one's pretty obscure, so you're probably not going to guess it. But number five.
2: Hey, yo, Jim, man, why don't you, you kick some of that? You know, you, you know how you do it, man. A trip. people don't even believe we're together right
0: now it's kind of a i mean it's hard to pick out because it's not really a song that's like made specifically for the game i guess but I think uh, Jim
1: Morrison recorded that specifically for a gamecube game didn't he yeah no, this is uh
0: this this song is from Need for Speed Underground Two. Which was a game that actually was the only Need for Speed that I actually really liked playing. It was, on, it was in GameCube time. It was on GameCube, PlayStation, 3, PlayStation 2, Xbox. And it was actually an open-world game where you could, like, uh, yeah. where you could like drive from one race to another. And I thought that was really fun. I actually bought a really cheap version of it later, and I do have it now. I played that one on PS2. I really liked it. I played that for quite a while, so, like, actually. So oh, yeah, it was it's kind a, of
1: like there was sort of an open map. You could travel from
0: race to race. Oh, no, there totally was. Yeah, it was an open-world game. That's cool. why I liked it so much. Yeah, and
2: you could be chased by the cops and everything, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. you not you be a cop, too?
0: I don't know. I didn't get all the way through it, but I really enjoyed playing it, so that's that was my number five. My I
1: brother was really into those games. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he always tried to get me to play them, but I never played those Need for Speed
0: games. Well, that, I think that one's probably the best one, or at least that's the one that I like the most, because of the open world aspect. And I was really excited about it, because I bought that one and played it for a while, and I was like, oh, there's a Need for Speed game for Wii U. So I went and bought Need for Speed U for, like, nothing, and there's no uh, map on that one. There's no open world or whatever, and I was like, uh, this sucks. <laughs> so, My
2: favorite part about that game was, was the chases. I thought the chases were really cool. It was exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you get... It's like events, you know? It's like you go do one thing and then you'll get a call on the phone that's like, hey, go to this other thing. Or it'll be like, oh, the cops are chasing you. You gotta get away from them and get to this next thing. So it did it, it did a really good way of, like, making, I don't know, making, like, a regular car racer interesting to me because I'm not really into, like, GT, whatever, or like, Forza or whatever. I don't really care about cars that much, you know? About, like, regular cars that don't shoot... that don't shoot shells or whatever, you know? So so it was a
1: little bit, like, Grand Theft Auto without the being on foot,
0: yeah, yeah. Just all
1: all your missions, you just stay in the car,
0: yeah. Just go to your missions. Yeah, it was definitely felt the imprint of Grand Theft Auto on that game. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was probably it was it was definitely post Grand Theft Auto Three. Like they had already done the three D Grand Theft Auto by that time. But I mean, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was uh, it was like the like I said, it was the only type of game that I liked, and you can buy new cars, whatever. But yeah, that's my number five. uh, Need for Speed Underground Two. Anyway, on to number 4. This one you'll definitely get. Number 4. That's also Jim Morrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you I know you know the song. Don't pretend you don't. Um, that's uh, episode one racer on uh, Nintendo sixty four, which was a great game to come out of a terrible movie. But you know, it happens. Uh, but I, I did really enjoy that game and I had a lot of time, good time with it. And it it did have multiplayer. It had a split screen, so you could two play, could play, could play two Objection, players at once. Your
1: honor, the pod racing scene was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Clerk's cartoon show, which it was, it was pretty cool, man. No, I, I I remember reading IGN originally when they said that. The new Star Wars game for the new movie was going to be based on a sporting event from the movie, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "There's no sports in Star Wars." And I felt there's that basketball jam scene, <laughs> but I felt I felt like so upset about it. But then it ended up being this racing game, and even though I was pretty disappointed by Episode One, there I did was
1: like, a Darth Maul's dual bat baseball.
0: Yeah, I did like that <laughs> game, though. I mean, out of all the crappy games that they made, like, it's way better than PlayStation 1, Episode 1 game. That game's awful, you know. But it's actually a good game. Like, it's it was fun. There was an arcade mode of it made later, you know, and I, there's, like, HD versions of it you can play. But I don't know if either of you guys played that game. But I think I, I remember did, playing I play it on the 64. Yeah, no. I thought that it was fun too. Yeah, I thought it still holds up well. You could be Saboba and other people in there, <laughs> and you can go to other races, races other than just the Tatooine one. So
1: I need to get a and the HD
0: it. version is out now on Steam, I think. Right? Like yeah, this week. yeah. No, there is there is an HD version of it that you can get. But yeah, you can probably or buy the. Recently, no. What's up?
1: John said it just came out for Steam this week.
0: I think it was pretty recent, if not this week, like a month ago or so. Oh, I feel like it Makes was sense. A, I think the, it was like a while ago.
1: Came out not that long ago.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can probably get it by for sixty four for not a whole lot, but it's cool. I like that game and I like Battle for Naboo. That was another like it's not a racing game, but that was another episode one game that was okay. That was a sixty four game. But yeah, that's my number four, uh since episode one. And uh now let's go to number three. Can you guess this one?
1: Cruise <laughs> USA.
0: No, Beetle Adventure Racing. It's close though. That's my that's my number three. That game was really fun. I remember actually renting that, and uh, it was actually another game that you know that was like a car racer, but they made it exciting because. There were, like, branching pathways, and, like, you could, like, race through haunted houses, and there was, like, a Jurassic Park level and, like, other other weird shit like that.
1: It's one of our first uh, gameplay videos that we posted to YouTube also.
0: That's true, because uh, Jess bought that for me for, like, uh, I don't know, a birthday or Christmas or something. I got that as a present, and we did a, yeah, one of our first, like, Let's Plays that we ever did when I first, like, recorded a video game thing. On my computer was a Beetle Adventure Racing. You can find it on our YouTube if you go way, way, way so- back when. Sofa Edition, yeah, Sofa Edition was <laughs> I came up with that because <laughs> well, that was before we figured out how to like make videos like through the internet and all that, like we're doing now. But yeah, it was cool. Uh, sofa Edition was something yep. I wanted to do with like everyone, but <laughs> it was uh, I only did, did those few m- few videos. But yeah, uh, Beetle Adventure Racing is fun. It's a
2: it's a really fun game. I remember being impressed by the visuals. On that game, because didn't that require the expansion pack?
0: I don't know if it did or not. It might have. I mean, I, I it, had
1: it was kind of a late release, so it, it might have.
0: It doesn't seem yeah, like the yeah. sign. It doesn't seem like the kind of game that would rely on that, though. I guess just because of the, but you never know. I mean, you're let me let me look right now, actually, and then we'll then we'll know. There
1: weren't many games that required the expansion pack, really, though.
0: Well, like Turok did and Rogue Squadron did, and. Majora's Mask, and, and Donkey Kong 64.
1: Donkey
2: Kong. What I remember most about Beetle Adventure Racing is that I got it, I think, for my birthday. Oh, you did get and it? And then very shortly later, like maybe three or four months, uh, I got my Dreamcast, and I wanted to get Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Got, I wanted it bad enough that I traded in Beetle Adventure Racing just oh. to get the... <laughs> Sonic Adventure too, but um, how do you feel about the decision? I feel now. I feel like I should never trade in my games because I miss Beatle Adventure Racing.
0: Yeah, you can get and, it. You can get it really cheap. I think you can buy it for like it's ten dollars cheap. If even that, like it, it's it's not an expensive game. You can totally buy it back if you if you if you want to buy it back. But uh, yeah, you shouldn't. I'm of the belief that you should never trade in games. Like I trade, I sold a lot of my Super Nintendo games, and that like made me sad, but you know hard yeah. times or what do you say desperate times come for desperate measures desperate times yeah but yeah but um i don't know if it's necessarily better i think it's better than uh, i don't know they're completely different games i mean sonic adventure 2 has its own merits i think mm. it's just uh, i like it i mean i never really played one but i do enjoy adventure 2 i mean i had adventure 2 for gamecube and and traded it in and rebought it recently so
2: yeah. You know? <laughs> I think Adventure 2
0: is the best of the uh, 3D Sonic games. Mm, but... I don't know about that. I don't I don't know if it's the best. I think you think it's the best because of nostalgia, but I think that yep. Sonic Colors and Sonic Heroes are probably both better games. It I don't play either of those. Yeah, they were both games that were released later. And I think they're both play better than I mean there's no levels where you have to search for gems. There's no like sort of really bad third person shooting levels involving like uh Eggman or Miles. Like, there's none of that shit. It's just all, like, like, 3D Sonic levels. Sonic
2: Adventure 2 is
0: one of the best. I'm completely skipping all those levels. Just the Sonic levels and the Shadow levels. That's what I'm saying. That's why those other ones are better. Yeah. That's (laughs) why Sonic Heroes and Sonic Colors are better. Because there's not because it's all Sonic levels, and you don't have to do all those stupid other shit where you have to hunt things. So that's why, yeah. The, both of those are good. Uh, Sonic Heroes for GameCube is pretty cheap. I bought that game and played it and thought it was good. I actually have Sonic Colors for Wii, and I haven't played it yet, but I hear it's good. It looks good from what I've seen. I can already so say I'm that. Looking
1: at a, yeah, I'm looking at a list here. The only three games that required the expansion pack were Donkey Kong and Majora's Mask and Perfect Dark, but I don't think you needed Lies. the expansion pack.
0: That is incorrect, sir. Uh, Rogue Squadron used it, and uh, well, I mean, I guess it used it no, to look I said better. That required it. required it. Yeah, okay. And uh, I was looking on Wikipedia, and Beetle Beetle Venture Racing said that they wish they would have used it, but they didn't. The company who did it, oh. they said I just
1: they looked
0: good. Look up that it required it? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I thought you were saying like what used it, because I know because Rogue Squadron didn't run very well if you didn't have it. Because I remember a friend of mine got it. And played and like it without. Perfect
1: You didn't need it, but you couldn't play. I don't think you could, it was either. You couldn't play a single player, or you couldn't play multiplayer without it. I can't. Remember I
0: think you could play. No, because I remember that people at the dorms that we were at, they would play it. Like they would totally play it like four player with like a bunch of bots, and it run ran awful, and they still did it anyway. I think I think it was a single player that that used it, but yeah. It, which was kind of funny the the way that game worked where it's like, oh yeah, you can do it this way and, uh, you can do it like this and it'll run like shit, but you can still do it if you want to. But yeah, those are the ones that completely required it. Well, Conquer too, right? Conquer's Bad Fur Day required it, I believe. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. I think you had to have it for Conquer. Is that on, that's not on that list, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, next, <laughs> num- number, t- <laughs> number two, probably the best song and the best worst song on here. You should know this one. Yes, that's from uh, Konami Crazy Racers on Game Boy Advance. Probably the best kart racer for Game Boy Advance. You can buy it on Wii U on Virtual Console if you haven't had it. You haven't bought what it. was it called? Konami Crazy Racers. Konami Crazy Racers. Yeah. it has. Uh, there's levels in there from Mystical Ninja. There's levels in there from Castlevania. There's uh, other Konami levels in there. I think there's some Metal Gear stuff in there as well.
2: But yeah, no, sounds that sounds pretty good for a Game Boy Advance game. That
0: song. Yeah, no, that that's the theme song is <laughs> a, is the my, 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 my racer. It doesn't, I, I never really knew what it meant, but it caught, like I, I heard that it was great and I bought it later. Like I bought it for Wii U, like for virtual console. And, uh, you know, because I read a lot of great reviews of it, and I played it, and, like, when I turned it on, it, like, goes right into that song, and I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. But it's cool. You can unlock all of the uh, Mystical Ninja dudes and whatnot as characters, and, yeah, it's a pretty much uh, it's like a... It's like a kart racing game, but there's different stuff. Like, there's different modes that you can do to unlock different things. It's not just Grand prix and whatnot. But it was probably the best of those, uh, you know, of that, like, of the um, Mode 7 racing-type games on there, and it's super fun. There's a lot of cool... uh Cool Castlevania levels and whatnot. I say check it out. I don't know what the actual Game Boy Advance game is going for, but you can get it for 8 bucks on Wii U if you happen to have a Wii U. I know I remember playing it at Jeremy's house whenever... Way back when, like when uh when I was over there at one point, like after I got it, I think I showed it to you. But yeah, it looks it looks real cool. That's my number two of racing games that aren't Nintendo made. And it's mean,
1: pretty cool, it's on the Wii U uh virtual console. Yeah, so it be worth checking out.
0: Yeah, it's easy to get and it's only eight bucks and it's totally worth it. It's a lot of fun to play. I kinda wish I would have and I feel like it was an early release on the Game Boy, maybe. Maybe I read that somewhere. Because I know that I know that we had it in our in an episode before, but I don't remember why. It might have been it might have been because it was in like release window or something of the of the Game Boy Advance. Because we did do a Game Boy Advance uh, launch episode. We did. Yeah, it came out June eleventh, two thousand one. When did the Game Boy Advance launch? Wasn't that around two thousand? Two thousand one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was earlier in the year, though, just oh. a couple of
0: months. Okay, because it maybe it was in because because it, it came out in March in Japan, so maybe it was maybe it was a launch or, or like launch window of Japan. I just remember it being pretty early in the system. But yeah, it's it's available on the Wii U. It came out in 2015 for for Wii U, including levels from Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Gradius. You can even you can even race as the ship from Gradius, which I thought was hilarious. So there, there's fun stuff like that in there. But yeah, it's it's a cool game. It's cool game to check out. Anyway, this is my number one, which we talked about earlier, but. You know, still a good one. That's a uh, Sonic and Sega All Star Racing transformed, right there, which I got for Wii U. I remember it being an early Wii U game, probably like the only racing game for a while before Mario Kart 8. But it's a cool game. It involves uh, you know, a Sonic Alex kids in there, like the Space Channel Five people are in there. There's a Jet Grind Radio characters. Uh, you can even be Ryo or Rio from the. Uh, um, Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah, he's in there. He drives a forklift, you which is pretty hilarious. Yeah, he does. And uh, Vice from Skies of Arcadia, is in there also. So it's like lots of cool characters. I think you can even be the VMU. At least uh, we thought maybe we saw somebody being the VMU when we were playing online. Yeah, you can VMU. be knights. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be knights also. Different knights characters. And you can, can be... You also uh, be... A d- the, was it a... Uh, crazy taxi drivers you can be them too they're in there
1: and then you could be Danica Patrick
0: and Danica Patrick and Wreck-It Ralph weird characters Which, uh, to be in the game but
1: Trey and I actually saw Danica Patrick's last race we did That's she addition, crashed out a connection
0: yeah and no I did not throw a I did not throw a banana peel at her I would never <laughs> lose you. I would never throw a banana peel at anybody who appeared on a racing game with Sonic <laughs>
1: Well, turn, she was like on turn system. two or three, I can't remember, but it wasn't by us.
0: You weren't here for our news segment, but uh, that Sonic Racing game that was teased before has a name. It's called Sonic Team Racing, and it's coming out It's, team it's Racing. coming okay. out in winter. It's coming out this winter, and it's coming out for Switch. And uh, we were trying to speculate whether it will have anything to do with this game, with the Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing game. I'm thinking probably... it's just
2: going to be the guys from Sonic Team. That's yeah. All the characters. Sonic won't yeah. be
0: in it. Yeah, see, that's what... No, so, I mean Sonic will be in it because he's in the teaser trailer <laughs> oh, okay because the, the teaser trailer shows him and shadow racing each other in cars that look the same as the cars from these games from the Sonic and Sega all-star racing games that's what I so I it was gonna be like Yuji Naka. And <laughs> it's all, just the developers guys that would and be, f- be a little asterisk at the bottom Sonic not included that would be funny but no uh Sonic and shadow are already confirmed to be in there it's kind of I don't really understand why they won't just go. They should just make another Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing game, because I like having the whole team on there. You know, I mean, Sega has enough characters that you can totally do that. There's characters from uh, Golden Axe in there as well. You know, and all the levels are really cool. cool. There's like a there's like a full on Knights level where you can like where most of it's flying. Like there's a transformed kind of did the thing that Mario Kart Eight did before Mario Kart Eight did, where it's like. You know, you're, you're in a boat and then you're in the sky and then and then you're, you know, and then you're regular karting. So there's, like, all these different stuff that changes depending on where you're at. But it's a lot of fun. Like, Jeremy and I were playing it online and the online mode still works. We played it earlier today. So, mm-hmm. uh... And there's Jer- a lot
1: of, like, giant, like, set pieces on each of the tracks that are, like, happening around the action, which is really cool. Because the track changes, like, each lap will be different. Mm-hmm. Which is... Which, uh mario kart 8 does occasionally but some laps well actually but not all no of yeah not really actually it doesn't it, like there's some courses that are just one giant race mm-hmm. and they aren't laps but uh no this will actually change the path of the course and how your vehicle operates based That's on cool. like how the how the track works so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool i really like it
0: yeah i remember we uh John and I, we you played the first one with me. You played the We one. I remember like whenever I think the last time you were in Chicago before, yeah you just peered yeah. for however long. I remember playing the very first one with you cuz I had cuz I bought that one and it was a lot of fun and I traded it in for some reason and I only have the transformed one now but I'd like to get that one. You can buy it for like 10 bucks on eBay, it's super cheap. But uh yeah, it's it's cool. It's like I said there's all these there's these crazy Samba de Amigo levels you can be him too. You can be you can be Amigo as a racer yeah, yeah. and there's like we were playing a level earlier where these giant heads are like floating around and there's all these like musical notes and it's pretty creepy and uh it's crazy like uh yeah it's, it's pretty out there it's like it's very very drugged out and you know fun stuff and then like it's like it, it's it's like if you were racing through a toontown and roger rabbit is basically what it feels like like everything's all crazy and all that super psychedelic super fun trippy stuff
2: yeah i remember playing the The Wii one with you, and then I got to try the demo when I went to Comic-Con for uh, the Wii U version. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole setup at Comic-Con with a bunch of different uh, consoles and TVs set up. So you could like sit in the race car and and drive. Oh, okay. uh, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I also got
0: to – that was the event where I met Craig Harris from IGN. Oh yeah, you're like, hey Craig, yeah. what do you think about this? This was was well, this was before he worked for Sega, or no? Was he working for Sega? That was back? when that was when he worked for Sega. Okay, because yeah. I think he still oh, does. Yeah. I think he still works for Sega now. But yeah, that's. It was, I don't so see he was, his name on
1: the back of this disc.
0: You see him on the transformed, or no? No, I don't. Oh well, it's probably in the liner notes of the book or something, the instruction book. But yeah, that's a cool game. Uh, Jeremy said earlier he bought it. Uh, what was it? Sixteen bucks used 17 17 so it's a good deal you can buy it for 30 on we on the wii shop i guess on, on the eShop. but yeah that's my top five games or top five racer games that weren't by made by nintendo do you guys anything have anything to add or do you have your own top five Either so of i, you. I uh,
1: didn't have a, anything huge to add i wanted to uh, mention it's also a sega game is it is but, it, is uh, it, it came this game up for GameCube.
0: <laughs> to this game
1: <laughs> sure is So yeah, these characters are actually also in um, Sonic All Star Racing. That uh, uh, Mimi and um, Ai-Ai, not not Gon Gon and Baby. They're not. They're dead, I guess. But <laughs> well, you can always China. unlock them. We but, didn't um,
0: unlock Gon Gon. Is gone gone yeah, I, li- I like Baby. It's
1: not a baby no more.
0: We're talking about uh. Well, this is this song in particular is from Super Monkey Ball too. Were, were there? Yeah,
1: I'm talking about racing in Super Monkey ball too it yes. was like uh once again it was like uh in the case of the beat or the case of the GameCube, it came out before the uh double dash did so it was the first racing game like that that we had so uh we just had to play that and it had power-ups you could shoot stuff at each other you could drop um I can't remember if it was like oil stains. You know, there was something instead of banana
0: peels that you dropped. Yeah, there was something you could throw behind you. But it
1: it was totally like, you know, Mario Kart Lite before Double Dash came out. And uh, Double Dash was a lot of fun. It finally came out. But before that, there was Super Monkey Ball 2, Monkey Race.
0: Yeah, there was some, uh, there was some really fun, like, uh, items that you could use on there. I remember there was like something you could do to like freeze your guy to like turn it into like a ball that doesn't roll that well. Do you remember that? And there the was the wonky a, ball. Yeah, the wonky ball. <laughs> I think that's what we called it, but that's the one I remember probably more than anything on that. And I think, I think you could turn yourself into an ice cube too, but, uh, yeah, yeah no, it had some cool power ups and it was fun. And I don't think, uh, am I right? Was there not racing in monkey, in monkey one? Like wasn't that only added for two?
1: Yeah, I think Monkey One just had the target and the bowling and, and
0: boxing and like well pool. the the fight the monkey fight where you like punch oh, people sorry, off yeah. the yeah. I don't think pool
1: was in there either was pool in the first one?
0: No, I don't think pool was there. It was just yeah, I think the first one was just bowling and target and the fighting one with yeah. the with the punching gloves. So yeah, racing and. And pool and all that other fun stuff was added to the second one. That second game was really fun. Like I like Monkey Ball two a lot. I wish they, that
1: they put a lot into it. Like yeah. why so much content? I don't know, but thanks.
0: We could do. A, we should do a whole episode. We could do a whole episode about Monkey Ball in the future. I would totally do that because I, yeah. I played a lot of them. Like I played Monkey Ball Touch and Go. I played Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. I even bought the Monkey Ball Adventure game for GameCube, which I think I returned pretty quickly because it wasn't yeah, very. It yeah. wasn't very good. Monkey Ball Junior. it was pretty good. bad. Yeah, but the uh, Monkey Ball Game Boy Advance game that you're talking about—that one's really good. I was really impressed by like how 3D the the bowling was on that. But then it kind of dropped off after that. I mean, I thought Banana Blitz was all right for a Wii release. Like the levels are really cool, but uh, didn't really hear much about Monkey Ball after that. But
2: I liked Banana Blitz quite a bit actually. I thought yeah. it was great. I liked how you could. They controlled the, the world with a yeah, level. I thought yeah, that yeah. was perfect.
0: Oh no, I played through. I think I played through the whole game. Like I think I beat all of it, and it had some like interesting, had some fun like mini games on there that were like just kind of testing out the motion control and all that. It wasn't as it wasn't as good as like WarioWare, which came out later. Oh yeah, most a lot of the mini games on that one were trash. Yeah, like I remember the Dark game was like okay, I think maybe, but yeah, a lot of them were pretty bad. But yeah, the single player game was cool. But yeah, no, we could do a whole episode on Monkey Ball in the future. I'd be down for that. But uh yeah. Do you guys have anything else to add for, for the for the racers?
2: Uh my favorite non-Nintendo racing game on a Nintendo system, San Francisco Rush.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Love that game. Yeah, I know you you've talked about it before. Is there racing in that or is it or is it just tricks? Or there's both, right? Yeah, it's all
2: racing. That's what the main gist of it is. Okay. But of course you the whole appeal is was the unrealistic moon-like gravity mm-hmm. where if you hit a single bump all of a sudden you're flying 20 feet in the air oh, okay and if you're speeding you know at full speed and you go up a ramp i mean you could sail like 100 feet in, in the air i'd never seen that in a game before especially because you know, that was one of the earlier n64 releases so i was still just getting used to 3d graphics and everything mm-hmm. and then just to be like sailing in the air for like, if it just felt like you were up in the air for like a full twenty seconds or so, that I'm was sure, amazing. Yeah. I'm sure it was um, a big deal at the time. It was really cool. You could like crash through the windows and find all kinds of cool shortcuts, do flips, and yeah, I, I just love that game. Mm. And I, it's probably one of my top most played N64 games. Okay, do you still have? Do you still, still own it?
0: Do you still have that game? I still have it. Yeah, yeah, I still have it. Okay,
2: and you know, San Francisco Rush came. Twenty Forty Nine came out later and improved it. It's it's the better game objectively, but subjectively, I just have the memories of. Uh San Francisco Rush, the original. One of my favorite memories was uh, this one level where you're driving along a, uh, like a mountainside and I could notice like something weird about There was like a little divot in the mountain. I was like, oh, what is that? And I drove toward it and realized that I found an entrance into basically a playground. Hmm. And it's one of my favorite Easter eggs, probably in any video game. Yeah. Like the whole inside of this mountain is just this hidden playground with like loop de loops and Oh, huge ramps. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can just do tricks.
0: You can just totally do tricks and ignore the race. Nice. Yeah. You can get a, you can get San Francisco rush for like eight bucks on 64. It's a I'm, great game. I might just uh, buy it and try it again because when I originally rented it, I wasn't really into it, but I think I didn't understand it or I just wasn't good at it. And I got frustrated with it and never really returned to yeah. it, but I'd be willing to give it another try, especially for like eight bucks. You can, uh, I oh know that's a different one. I was like, you can get both of them, but it's California speed. I never played that game, but yeah, no, I'd be willing to try that one out again. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember Top Gear Rally? Did you guys ever play that game? <laughs> that was the game I played briefly on 64. It was like an early, it was an early car racing game. I, I remember it. the Top Gear series didn't that start on Super Nintendo. It probably did. I mean, I just remember the 64 think- one. You could like design your car. It wasn't like the best looking game, but it was the only racing game at the t- out at the time. So we would play it. You know, we rented it and played it. it just that was one that played for a little bit you know There was ridge racer of course but that one but that one's mm-hmm. not that great <laughs> which ended up being a nintendo ds release the one i really liked is it's not
2: even a racing game, but it's cars i mean it's destruction derby you can't really call it a racing game but i don't know just i we get to mention that on this podcast destruction uh, derby oh well I'll, destruction derby
0: i'll let it i'll let it slide with the, if it has cars in there it's fine i'll allow it <laughs> all right let it slide straight into another car yes That's all the whole point of that game Oh, this is an He's NES just, uh, game.
2: Fuck shit up. He's a... It's all about crash, and that's why I loved it. And it was an NES game, right? No, it was a. Uh, it, was, it was originally a PlayStation game, but it was on the 64 as well. Okay, and what it was called? What
0: was it called? Destruction
2: car. Destruction derby. The whole point is just to mess up other cars and destroy them. So you could like lose your doors and your hood and all that stuff.
0: Oh, Okay, is it like uh, what's what's that other one? Is it like Carmageddon? Do you remember that game? <laughs> that was on 64. No, Carmageddon
2: was different. I played Carmageddon too. Carmageddon the whole point was uh, running over pedestrians and there was actually a race there was destruction derby. There's no, as I, as I recall, there's no real like a to B okay. race. You just uh, try to survive in a pit,
0: mm-hmm. smashing other cars. Nice. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you can buy it for 12 bucks on eBay. Find it. See a lot of 1199s. It's not, not super expensive. I never really played that game. So uh, it's fun. I have to try it out. I, I played vigilante eight, which was like a, which was like their version. Twisted Metal. Yeah, their version of Twisted Metal. I have that. I bought it like really cheap. I think I bought it for like five bucks at a comic store. It's not great, it was but it's like something I just want to play again. But yeah, no, I just check it out. Is there anything else you guys want to add to the list?
1: No, not really. I uh, Every time I think about a game, it would it would be a Nintendo.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, sir. I mean, most of the Nintendo ones would be like Excite Truck or Wave Race, but we've talked about all those games before, so I wanted to talk about games that we haven't really talked about before. Yeah, or
1: like Diddy Kong Racing. And
0: yeah. I guess honorable
1: mention, maybe throw Moto Heroes in there, but we've talked about that game a lot. We but have
0: talked about it, Moto it, Heroes. I yeah. guess
1: it is technically a racing game. There are sections where you are competing against other people, but it's more of a side-scroller, so it's not quite the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a... as
1: far as racing games are concerned, it's these first-party Nintendo racing games I've always been into starting with Mario Kart of course
0: yeah but I mean all these other ones I have their own charm in themselves and since we went to a car racing thing but I but I love this
1: uh, the Sega plus all stars like it's one of my favorite games I've played recently and um I was telling Trey I think yesterday I was like it's like the Mario Kart game I never played it's like there's a secret Mario Kart game in the library that I never discovered yeah. So like it, it feels good because I've been playing Mario Kart Eight for four years now, almost. You know, three and a half. However long it's been out, and uh, that's been you know I love that game, but I'm really familiar with it at this point. So it's fun playing all these new levels and these new characters. And uh, the challenge mode is a lot different. Uh, oh. there, well, there is no challenge mode in Mario Kart Eight. So this has like a single player like mode where you have like a unlockable sort of stuff happening which is cool because you have like visual measures of your progress as you play more yeah it's almost like you you get that a little bit Mario Kart 8 but especially on the Switch where everything's unlocked already like you just unlock Mm -hmm. vehicle Upgrades. That's
0: it. Yeah, no, they they definitely do it better in that in that regard. Uh, Sonic and Sega All Star Racing. It's basically like there's a world map, and you get to well, sort of like you go from like race to race, and you can and you collect stars to unlock gates and unlock new characters and all that. But yeah, there's, it's almost reminiscent of like the mission mode from like Mario Kart DS, yeah. which was like probably one of my favorite things for any Mario Kart game, and it's a shame that they never brought it back. That's why that makes that game my number two favorite Mario Kart game of all time, Mario Kart DS, because of those mission modes. But it is kind of similar to that, where there's, like, drifting race, drifting races where you have to, like, drift in a certain way or a certain amount of time, and it's fun. Yeah, and you keep going through, and there's different challenges, and you got to gain stars, and you get new characters. And, and your characters also, like, level up, and you get different ways to uh, change your stats or whatever as you go, so... For each level, you'll get like five or six different other ways to change it up if you want to have like higher acceleration or boost or whatever. So it's cool. Like you can kind of level level up your dudes as you go, and you get like tokens to where you can put it in like a sort of a gambling machine, and you can get a different uh, power up for every level. So it's 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 a it, I would see how it's a breath of fresh air to Mario Kart because uh, it's much different than Mario Kart. And if you and all and if all you've been playing is Mario Kart Eight for a while, it's a good thing to go to. But yeah, we highly recommend uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars. Check that out. But uh, if if you guys don't have anything to add, I'm good with calling this an episode. Our, our last few ones have been like two hours, so I'm fine with making it not two hours.
2: <laughs> well, I'm surprised that, Trey, you didn't mention uh, Crash Nitro Kart, because you always say, oh, that's a good uh, kart racer, the well, Crash Bandicoot Racing game.
0: No, Crash Team Racing is the Crash good Team one. Crash Team Racing. I didn't mention, well, it's an honorable mention. It's actually not on a Nintendo system. It's only on PlayStation uh, 1. Okay. But it is an excellent game. I would put it up there. With uh, Diddy Kong Racing, maybe even better than than Diddy Kong Racing because you have to don't have to collect stupid silver coins and stuff like that. But uh, I I really enjoyed that game. I played it. It was uh, it was free on PlayStation Plus. And I played it on my PSP a bunch, and it it was really enjoyable. It's great, but yeah, there was a. I didn't play any of the sequels, so I can't really I can't really say whether they're good or not. But I really loved that first one. It was really cool. I didn't play like Tag Team Racing or I didn't play Crash Nitro either. But maybe I'll get to check them out someday and see and see how if they're worth it in any way. But yeah, that's been our episode one, two, three, uh, 123, right here. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
1: I'm Jeremy Mikowski.
0: John Litter. And, uh, you know, you can find us at NintendoMadePodcast.com or any of your podcatchers. You can find this, uh, these, uh, podcasts. Make sure and leave us a review. Let us know how you feel. You can email us at NintendoMadePodcast at gmail.com. You can catch all these videos that we talk about at youtube.com slash fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. Uh, we're on Spotify as well. You can listen to us there. And, uh, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash NintendoMadePodcast. I do streaming stuff every Thursday and every Wednesday, so you can check that out. Did a bunch of stuff today from Pokemon Con uh, Pokemon Quest and uh and uh Street Fighter and Ikaruga and Sonic and Sega All Star Racing. You can watch that. And uh our song that I'm gonna use to take us out here is uh from Snowboard Kids, a game that we didn't mention because it doesn't have any cars in it, but it had an amazing soundtrack and I remember playing it a little bit when i was a, when i was a teenager in high school so I, I, and i'd love to play it again to see if it's ac- actually good i don't really remember how great it is but supposedly uh snowball kids 2 i guess is kind of rare it's like around like 40 50 but anyway thanks for listening and uh you know see you later
1: see you